Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of This Week's Stoke, which I'm assuming now is your favorite ski content as we're rolling through the season. And I'm really excited to continue to bring fun guests, fun information, and just keep the ski racing knowledge flowing. So today, no difference. I'm really excited to have three guests on today, all from Solemn Tokyo Drift. We have Trish, Ian McCumber, and Sam, and it's super exciting to get them on here today to talk about really ski racing entertainment, because if you're not entertained by Solemn Tokyo Drift, you better search it up right now, because it's part of the ski racing gig. Everybody knows that there are crashes and sometimes they're gnarly ones and we have to make sure that you see them. So welcome guys. I'm so excited to have you here. And I think we're going to have a really fun time talking about what Salm Tokyo Drift really is and really what it means to the ski racing community as a whole. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Parker. And so to get started, I think, Ian, this one really comes straight to you. How was Slalom Tokyo Drift started and what was the idea behind it when you created this like company and brand? So Slalom Tokyo Drift started on the flats of Waterville on a slalom race. And like many, uh, I have crashed in the flats of Waterville and they had a photographer there. Um, this was probably 2007. And I just got this phenomenal series of brutal photos where I'm just going so slow on the flats after I'd missed a gate or hiked or something. Um, and back in the day, you know, everyone had Facebook. You put photos in Facebook albums, pre-Instagram, put some photos in, put some funny captions of myself. And then, you know, a few weekends later, same thing uh, happened to my buddy Liam, put some photos of him in. And then sort of throughout the course of that winter, just kept on adding more photos to the Facebook album, adding funny captions. Um, back in the day, you could only really have 60 photos per Facebook album. So I started a second album. People started friending me that I didn't know and sending me uh, photos, which was a ton of fun. Um, and then I turned it into a blog. And it was a blog for probably four or five years. Um, a lot of outbound where I had to go sort of like crawl the internet, watch YouTube, find clips, put them on. Um, but it really took off, obviously, when Instagram took off. It was such a seamless transition. All of a sudden, you know, I could have a pretty big following. Um, and that's really where it sort of went from like, you know, 1,000 to 5,000 to 10,000 to, you know, 60,000 pretty quickly. Um, now these days, I think we truly everyone with a fist license follows us because we've completely flattened off and been right around 156,000 for, um, for probably two or three years, but super generally that's how it all started. It's pretty awesome that it went through kind of the pipeline of social media too, that you got to have the Facebook album and then the blog and then Instagram and to see you guys go that way and how it took off and it's pretty amazing. And I think the next question really flows to you, Sam, which if you could introduce yourself quickly, that'd be great. But how do you guys manage getting all this content in and really relying on the athletes to send it in and try and join this community of sending in their crashes so frequently? Yeah, absolutely. I'm Sam Mason. I was the uh, original Slalom Tokyo Drift intern back in 2015. And uh I must have done something right because they didn't change the password. So here I am seven, six, seven years later. <laughs> um, but really, really two ways to make that happen. I think one of them is uh, one of them's the email. So I'm took your drift at gmail.com. Uh, Ian is definitely the primary contract or contract there. Um, I remember when I was at Holderness, 
my holderness email would be like email from professor, like something from, you know, the deans, whatever. And then about like 24 words from Ian Mack from the Slum Tokyo Drift email. So I'd be posting those. But um, yeah, the other one that I, I enjoy is just going through the DMs. That's it's like really because it can get really backed up and then we'll have like the 99 plus DMs and that that can be overwhelming. So, um, you know, we've got a couple guys who uh, browse those and make that happen. But in terms there's of there's a lot of trash in the DMs. Yeah, yeah. You, you got to really you got to be able to filter out what's going to go on the page or what isn't. Um, but in terms of people sending it in, I mean, that's such a good question. It's it's so interesting. Just, uh, you know, I know we were both at the Killington World Cup last weekend, like, you know, meeting a couple of people and they're like, oh, I had a crash on like way back when, and, you know, maybe you remember it. And it's like, it turns into this thing where it's like, oh, I've had a crash on something to drift. And uh, so why people send it in, it's, I think it's just awesome to be featured and it's, you know, kind of it's, bragging rights thing. Yeah, yeah, it's credibility. Yeah. It's you've made yeah, exactly. it racing if you've got a video on Swamp Tokyo Drift. And so that's, it's awesome to see that this community has been built. And I think on the forward path of community, it kind of leads perfectly into this next section, which is talking about Team Drift. You guys are really not only just a social channel that blogs and talks about crashes, but you're also here supporting independent athletes. And so if you could talk a little bit about the goal with Team Drift and what you're trying to do to help support independent athletes, that would be awesome. Yeah, so I'll, uh, mostly this started when we started selling merch. Um, so sold some merch. It was exciting. And then for the first time, I got to the point where I had to figure out if I was going to pay taxes on everything. And I was like, this seems a little extra. Um, I don't want to figure out how to do this. And around the same time, actually, uh, I got a phone call from someone who, who I will not name. And they were like, look, if you're going to be an asshole on social media, figure out how to give it to a good cause. So I think certainly um, I absolutely love, you know, writing troll captions, making fun of people who crashed. We get great access, um, you know, from Megan at the US ski team hooks it up. It's been such a cool opportunity to, you know, slip the Han and common stuff like that. Um, so mostly we sort of thought like, it's going to be a lot more fun if we can figure out how to take the merch here, give back, um, also to a large extent, you know, Sam and I didn't want our houses looking like shipping centers. Um, so we partnered with a ton of brands in the years, um, Flylo, Sync, obviously, um, both for individual causes like the Kelly Brush Foundation, um, Youth Enrichment Services of Boston, as well as individual athletes. Um, but very generally, you know, skiing, like many sports, is kind of one that's very dominated financially by sort of the athletes who finish in the top three. And it's really hard those um trying to get it in the top 30 um it definitely takes a village so we just like to be part of that village and it's obviously a fun way to get our merch out there that's awesome and a really cool way to stay in growing your community too and so i think it's now time to talk about who our new drifty is for this year and so a little bit of a drum roll can you give us an announcement of who this year's team drift athlete is I think I'll let her announce herself. <laughs> um, yes. Hi, everyone. I'm Trisha Mangan. Um, very, very honored to be Team Drift athlete this year. Um, I, it's actually so cool listening to some of the history 
because yeah, like you said, Parker, like the different stages of social media. Um, but also I definitely remember finding out about Solemn Joker Drift in the Instagram days. And um, like you said, Sam, like the notoriety of getting your crashes on Zom Tokyo Drift was like such a big deal. So yeah, I've been a fan of Zom Tokyo Drift for a very long time um, and I'm psyched to represent them this year. It's awesome and it's super fun that you have had a group of athletes kind of through this whole process that get to go represent the company, but also get to keep spreading the brand and you get to support them on their dreams as well. So it all kind of lines up pretty well with what Team Drift is. And so what really is the goal now? What do you guys want to provide to ski racing in the community and what people can really take away from Solemn Tokyo Drift other than the cred of being the awesome crash of last week? I think we've got a number of things that we can bring to the table. I think a huge thing, just like what we're doing for Trisha this season, what we've done for Michael, what we've done for Wiley, um, it's just providing a platform for athletes who are, um, you know, looking to make it happen and uh, really chase, chase their dreams on the World Cup circuit. And, you know, that's not always easy if you're going the independent route. So if we can be of any help, um, you know, like Ian said, we've definitely it's, it's sometimes I've thought about that. We've definitely plateaued. Like, are there more than 156, seven ski racers out there? We might need a new generation. So by that time, maybe it'll be like intern Henry, who's really taken on a lot of that. But, um, you know, if we can provide that platform for uh, athletes to fundraise, get their names out there, I think that's something that we're really happy to do and um, something that's really exciting to do. So I think that's that's definitely one one kind of avenue I see us I see us continuing to go down in the future but you know there will always be crashes there will always be content on the page you can count on that but um Ian's always cooking something up maybe uh you know who knows what we'll see in the future a little American mob return you never know could happen <laughs> maybe we should do a slalom Tokyo drift nft line we might have to that might be the new that might be the new thing here yeah I know I will, I will definitely tell you I don't know if the feature includes TikTok. I think that's generationally where I draw the line. I open it, it confuses me. I don't get it. You it's might go back on your word there, Ian. <laughs> I was the same way, Ian. And then I spent like way too much time. And, you know, now, now who knows? That could be, uh, I don't know, future interns, future, uh, future team drift can get in there. <laughs> That's all right. TikTok doesn't need to be the next avenue. Instead, you guys can continue to provide this amazing entertainment for people who do crash because ski racing, I swear, is a crashing a lot of the time. And um, even Trish had a good crash the other day. And that one was definitely something to get people's heart beating a little fast. But um, with all those channels, the community that you guys have built, you are part of the ski racing world. And so we're really lucky to be able to work with you to see you guys working with other athletes and giving back to the rest of ski racing and continuing to provide these different content initiatives. And so it's been awesome being able to talk with you guys today, introduce Trish. And so people who are out there can see her, see Slalom Tokyo Drift on the hill and really continue to just send in videos and be part of that family. So guys, it was so great. Thank you so much for your time. And to everybody else, check out Psalm Tokyo Drift. Maybe you're the follower that they're missing. So give them a follow and we'll catch you all next time. 
Thanks so much for having us, Parker. Thanks, Parker. Thanks.